Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. Like scary movies. Uh Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Before we get into tonight's episode, we want to remind all of those listening on Apple Podcasts to drop us a five-star review. It helps us grow as a podcast and build our audience. If you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, follow us, and don't forget to share with friends and family who might have a little bit of the strange in them as well. And while you're on those socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, be sure to find us, Fear and Beer Pod. Give us a like, share, and you can always message us. We'd love to interact with all you guys. All right, back again, Fear and Beer HHN recap month episode three, and this week we're already on three. Oh man, three. Yeah, it's weird. It's crazy. It is. Well, yeah, it feels like we just recorded. Oh wait. <laughs> oh wait, we don't, did. Don't ruin the magic. Don't ruin the magic. <laughs> All right. Well, this week again, another giant get for our guest list. You and that guessed. is Cody Carson from Set It Off, the band. Yo. Cody, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm, lo- I'm so excited to talk about one of my favorite topics on this planet. <laughs> yes. Well, you found the right place to do so. That's for say, sure. We do that, we yeah. do that every week. <laughs> <laughs> but for anyone listening, uh, if you do not know who Set It Off is, I don't know what rock you're living under, but check them out. Search them all over. They're originally, you guys are originally from Tampa, correct? Yeah. Well, so I was... I was I'm originally a Florida boy overall. I like lived most of my life in Clearwater, Florida, and that's where I met uh, Zach. And then or, uh, Max is an Orlando boy, so um, local, we're, local. we're from all different place. <laughs> but yeah, very um, you know, very poppy pop punk. That's like stuff that's like right up my alley. You were oh, yeah. on Punk Goes Pop, Christmas, The Acoustic, all those crazy major records that you know were bumping in every single high schooler's car in the past <laughs> decade or so. So if college you're an emo kid at heart, you've, you've heard these too. CDs. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I mean that's how I recognized when he said that, like, "Hey, I'm hanging out with Set It Off at, at HHN." I was unfortunate to uh, not be able to go, but um, when he said the name, I just immediately remembered Pop, Pop Goes Punk Goes Pop uh, Volume Six. Because I was like, why well, don't I know that name? Why don't I know that name? Then Is I that when we did uh, Problem? Problem? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, man. Right. Dude, that was and... a crazy story in itself. We had <laughs> one. We were we had to record that on tour. And we had like one day to come up with the arrangement, record it all, and then leave for the next show. I, I couldn't believe we even got it out in time. It wasn't supposed to happen. So how does that work? <laughs> do you like? Do you guys get to pick the song? Or do, like, does the record company like, come to you and say, hey, we want you to do this particular song? It was so long ago, but I don't remember that song being our first choice. Because okay. usually, you know, unless you're like the, the upper echelon at the time, you don't get first pick. So right. we were like, all right, well, what's what's left? And we're like, oh, problem's dope. Let's do that. That'll be fun because there was a rap part. And I was like, what if we just like sang that and did like a kind of like a heavy version of that? So like yeah. it, it, you look at the elements of the songs and like, OK, how do we do this in a cool way? So that's how I picked that. The Christmas one, which is uh, absolutely psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> I love those wild, like out of left field albums. Oh, dude, it's so the it was Punko's Christmas. And we were told you have two choices. You can pick a Christmas song or you can write your own. And my first thought was, well, we're definitely not getting All I Want for Christmas is You, which is my all time favorite. Yeah. Um, before it became a meme. I just yeah. just to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> but I um I was like, well, let's write one if we want to st- because, you know, it's a compilation. You want to stand out. So I was like, yeah. let's write a song and then let's not make it happy. Let's do like a really messed up sort of psychotic. <laughs> 
the kid who hates Christmas song. And we oh, just yeah. had the time of our lives telling some story. Um, but yeah, that one's uh, this Christmas. I'll burn it to the ground. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if you had to do Punk Goes HHN and it had to Ooh. be an icon, who would you write Ooh. that song about? Oh, man. Oh, that's tough because it's my first thought. It was not my favorite icon. I, my first thought is for Jack because you could do so many circus elements and circus yep. music has so many cool like instruments involved in it. Yeah. And the, I, but the caretaker or the director are my favorite. I'm really split between the two. Yep. But like, I think if you were to do the director, it would have to be some sort of old timey, like 1920s, 1950s sort of grit to it. Like it has that real Oh, yeah. But what would the caretaker music be? Very morbid. Yeah, just say, like, like the, the a rearrangement of the Undertaker's theme song. Right. Yeah, you'd have to get some <laughs> organs involved and like yes. really echo style gang vocals. I'm and not gonna lie to you. If I get that's... a pop punk version of Roland, I, I I might I might bump that like all the time. <laughs> We're gonna say it somehow. The song has to make you feel cold. I don't know how to <laughs> yeah. do that, but <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we'll have to figure that out when we get there. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, so set it off huge. You guys have millions of plays all across platforms. Uh, you've been all over the billboards, top heap seekers, independent, all that stuff. You're on Fearless Records right now with a whole bunch of kick-ass bands: um, August Burns Red, Ice Nine Kills. Oh, Varials, yeah. I Prevail, all kinds of cool stuff. Under Oath is on there, all-time favorite band. The fam. Uh, yeah, that is like one of my, that's what got you, you know, if you're around my age in the 30s, I'd say that Under Oath was probably one of those first like, hey, I like this weird heavy music. This is weird. Yeah, they really, they really pioneered and paved the way for bands like that. They really did. But yeah. so I guess we'll, we'll fast forward a little bit. Um, to the skeleton uh single you guys just dropped like a, a couple weeks ago i think it was yeah super cool the video was ridiculous <laughs> it was very like i that waiting room style like gave me because it's i was still going through the houses at the time but it gave me that like beetle juicy like waiting room that was style intentional feel. that was intentional yep. yeah. okay good good i'm glad i picked that up <laughs> hell yes but no that thing was wild and you guys are going on tour you guys just announced that the well yeah. uh, welcome elsewhere tour Finally, nice. I cannot yeah. wait. Yeah, that's been a that's obviously been a, a big issue for bands. I mean, the, the past year and a half at this point, two years must have just been chaos for you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's it was tough because we were supposed to do two big tours that got stopped for us because of it. Like we just finished our first Australian tour ever. And then once that ended, we were supposed to uh, be direct support for Jimmy Eat World in Asia. Like no. I was. I was like, no way, this is happening. This is amazing. And then it's like, canceled. And I'm like, oh, great. (laughs) So we had like, yeah, we had like a week and a half to account for of just nothing before it was going to eventually go right into our UK Europe tour, which was a makeup tour from when I had like vocal surgery. And then, Mm -hmm. um, and then it got postponed. And so then that was supposed to happen next. Where I guess we're like, let's just get an Airbnb and wait. Let's see if maybe, you know, it'll something something will pan out and we can still do that. Or no, it didn't happen. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And uh, we just, um, you know, went home. And the, the good thing, I'm always a guy that tries to find the silver lining. And the silver lining for us was that we, have, we had been on the Midnight album cycle for quite a lot of time already. So it was like, all right, well, the cycle's over. Let's start the next one. So I was like, I, it's not like we just released an album and then everything shut down. We, yeah, we released right. an album for a while. It shut down. So now what you usually do is you go a little bit quiet and you write uh, a record. And that's what we did. And I took my time because we didn't know how long it would last. 
the goal yeah. initially in my head was like, okay, I'll, I'll write this. And by the time it's done, it'll be over. It'll be back to normal. And we'll start touring in the fall of, I think it was last year. I was like, yeah, last <laughs> fall. It'll, it'll be good. And yeah. we realized how, how serious this was. And I was like, okay, let's take our sweet ass time with this and just make it the best we can make it. Yeah, it might as well. I mean, it's it's at the time is at your disposal at that point. Uh huh. It was nice to not feel rushed because usually, like they, the saying that always stuck with me is, "You have your whole life to write your debut album, and then you have eighteen months to follow it up." And that's yeah. so true. Like with you, even think about like directors who create masterpieces. Like you think about uh James Wan saw. I don't know how long it took to make because it was a, like a, at that time it was a simple idea. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like um. You know, and then all of a sudden the studios are like, all right, make a sequel. And then you, yeah. you're under this pressure to make it as good as the one you could take all your time making and creating and writing. And now you can't like yeah. that's got to be a lot of pressure. And sometimes it can be. But this was nice to be able to just relax and write what, exactly what we wanted to write. Yeah. And yeah, so you guys have that whole have you recorded it? is that album coming out soon? Is it, I'm assuming the tour is to support that album. Uh, it is. I can't give too many details Ish. about that. Okay. It, it, the skeleton is a part of an album that's on the way. Okay. Um, I just can't really say when yet. We yeah. haven't announced that yet. Yeah, no, yeah, no worries. Well, don't worry. We won't tell anybody. But <laughs> Skeleton's a new song with other new songs that will come out at some point. <laughs> exactly. So vague and cryptic. Exactly. Oh, yeah. dude, I, I got to tell you guys, speaking of Halloween Horror Nights, when we were uh, marketing Skeleton, we took a page out of Halloween Horror Nights book to oh. promote it. Um, Max and I, one of our favorite times of the year leading into a Halloween Horror Nights um, event was the website like like appearing yep. and starting to develop and like these little what the hell is that outside <laughs> <laughs> one of those honda civics with the loudest engine you've ever heard <laughs> it's the record label coming down they heard something about yeah, new songs like, yeah, say don't heard, talk about it don't talk about it <laughs> so we were, we were like we've always wanted to do that and we didn't know really how and so with this album, we're, we're just, we decided we're finally going to have lore and like backstory and things to look up, but it's voluntary lore. Like you're not forced into the story via the songs. We kind of worked our way backwards. The songs came out and then Max had this whole idea to create a story from that because a lot of people like to infer their own uh, meanings of yeah. like very intense conspiracy theories of what the songs <laughs> are about. And so yeah. we're like, let's, let's give them something to look for. And so um, yeah, the cool. website, if anyone wants to check it out, it's called welcome to elsewhere.com. And it's the number two welcome yeah. to elsewhere. And okay. um, it's like a nineties. It's, it looks like an old nineties website with like the cursor and everything. And like, you have to play like a, a, a crossword puzzle and there's an eight bit version of the song skeleton. And as you solve certain things or do certain things on the website you come you stumble upon a file you weren't supposed to find oh, and nice. and it reminded me very much of the bloody mary year yep that was one of yep. my favorite website years of theirs just because yep. i remember tuning in every week or whenever they would update it and that was the best thing is you didn't know when you had to find it and you would solve some sort of thing or, or click on the right thing and then find that case file and all right who's this icon gonna be and i just yep. loved so- that it made me so excited yeah, they used to do that stuff a lot with like I, I wasn't you know a, par- a fan of the HHN at that time, but you know obviously being a local was kind of in your backyard. But I remember they looking through the history of it, they did that a lot with the legendary truth aspect of things, and that's yes, kind of exactly like, yeah. it, that was that weird like it's part of HHN, but like it's really not. It's a weird a lot subdivision. Of, a lot yeah, of and you could love stuff. HHN whether you knew about it or not. Like you, if you you can dive deep into the forums with everybody, and 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 then you know. And, and really theorize and, and have a conversation that created a cult community by doing that. And that's what made me so attached to the event. It's not just the event itself or the m- countless memories made 
but it's it's also how invested I was and excited. My calendar revolved around it. I couldn't wait oh, yeah. every year. Oh, that was just like, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, being a local down here now, it's pretty much what it is, especially, you know, we have a right. podcast, so that kind of makes sense. But <laughs> we, it's just like, yeah. you know, counting down the clock. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, so you got the tour coming up uh, January 13th of February 12th. So up in a couple months or so after the holidays kind of kick through. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. So did you guys get to handpick the the bands that are going to be supporting you guys? Yes, we did. Um, it's really exciting. The So we, we don't handpick. It's, I think everyone thinks we handpick each city we play, yeah. and we don't. <laughs> yeah, we, have a, we have a booking happens. agent that does that, and everyone's like, screw you, you hate us. I'm like, no, we don't. We, <laughs> nope. I have nothing to do with it. And he picked out what 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 makes sense as far as the routing goes. I promise. So we're trying to go everywhere, but yeah. um, we're really excited because we're we're finally <laughs> upgrading venues significantly. Um, like Max used to always go to House of Blues Orlando to watch shows, and now we're going to be headlining that, which is really really yeah. sick. I'm oh, so yeah. pumped. We'll for be that. there. That's for sure. Oh, oh, yeah, can't I'll, wait to see you guys I'll there. Totally plan to be there, but it's and it's funny because like you know we're both from New England, so like originally you know we have our small venues too, and I've talked to a lot of local bands from there that kind of say the same thing. Like you know the, the day we actually get to play the Palladium, like that's awesome. We've been going there since we were kids, so I got to be. It's kind of the similar type of thing here when you know you get your local venue and you finally get to actually get up on stage and play it. It's yeah, that'll be like the greatest feeling ever. It is a full circle moment, just to like even it's kind of how we felt when we played Warp Tour for like the first time, even though we. Right. The first time we ever got on was like on a weird. I don't know if I ever told you guys about this. A little it was side like, stage. It well, it was this. It was a stage that wasn't supposed to really exist. <laughs> it was, it's called the Dizombo stage, and it ended up getting shut down because it was a scam. We weren't a part of the scam in the way that we, they let us play for two weeks. We didn't get paid, but they yeah. were charging bands to play the stage, which is a oh is a God. fucking no no. Yeah, Sorry, I don't know if I can cuss or not. Right? Oh yeah, you can curse. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But, oh no, uh, no, it's, yeah, please. It's totally not allowed. We didn't know about that side of things until it all unfolded. But they were like, "Yeah, you can play two weeks, but you got a wristband and not a laminate, so you didn't get food, you didn't get water, you weren't treated oh, like you were God. on the tour." <laughs> so we had to like, but we didn't care, man. We were on freaking yeah, board that point, like, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I can totally like, see why that you know it's attractive yeah. in that sense because like you you know. That's a huge tour, or it was oh, a huge exactly. tour. You know what you, I mean? I mean, like, I remember a, it was another calendar revolution event. It was just like I can't wait, and I'm, you make an event out of it with your friends and get unbelievably sunburnt because I'm too oh, pale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to have. I mean, it, I, I can't even imagine it down here. But in the summertime for us oh, up yeah. there, it was it was unbearable at times too. But yeah. I remember one year it was really cool because they moved it from it used to be over in Mansfield, and then one year they decided to move it to like the local town that I lived in, which is not a big town, Fitchburg. But they put it at like the local airport. small municipal airport. Yeah, yeah. It was like yep. down the street from my dad, so I just like hop the fence and sneak in there, and it's like, oh, this oh, is my yeah. this is my town. <laughs> well, it's crazy because like Max would go to the Orlando one, and another full circle moment with that was we were the last band to play main stage at Warp Tour Orlando. Like Damn. Kevin, That's Kevin awesome. had us shut out the event. We played right right after Simple Plan. We're like, oh, I fucking hope people stay. <laughs> Yeah. And and they did. It was it was phenomenal. But he got the Orlando date, and the one I would always go to was Vinoy Park in St. Petersburg, Florida. Okay. And that one was rough because it was because obviously Florida's already humid. It's yeah. already it's already humid. And then we're playing in St. Pete, which is on a peninsula, on a peninsula, on a beach. <laughs> it was yeah, just, you're just drinking water. Oh, you basically are. You, you could just open your mouth and walk forward and you're hydrated. Like yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> insane. But so then I was like, you, you never get to go like visit other warp tours and and like experience their uh, situation. 
And now I found out that Vinoy Park is probably the second worst <laughs> location. <laughs> of course. Nothing beats Vegas, dude. That is, it is at that time of the year, people were like melting their, their dolly t- uh, oh. tires on the Jeez. street people were cooking eggs on rocks like we it was just <laughs> oh unreal God. oh yeah, yeah. Super I, I, I don't think we had it that bad up in mass then <laughs> oh no 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 you mass was good are you kidding me you guys got yeah. like nice and cushy like, over there <laughs> yeah. we're living we're living the high life up there it's oh, only yeah. 90 degrees no humidity Luxury. right <laughs> right uh, oh, so man. um any past bands that like i mean i know you mentioned um jimmy world and stuff that you're you know supposed to be behind but any of those you know continuing this the the trend of like those aha moments of like holy shit i can't believe we did this like are there some big aspects that stand out to maybe bands that you brush shoulder with that you were sharing the stage with or or just you know getting recognition from certain people yeah actually one of them is kind of involved with this album um and a while ago we were playing uh our our local alt radio station is 97x in in clearwater florida with tampa bay area and i would listen all the time i was like an avid listener and our band eventually got to perform at this festival uh, called Next Big. I think it was Next Big Thing. It was at the Ford Amphitheater. I don't know what it's called now. It's been it's had so many names. Yeah. But we we got to open it, and we were again so grateful just even to be opening that because uh, My Chemical Romance was was headlining that, mm. and they're a huge influence of ours. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is kind of a twofer, I guess, um, because like I also uh, I really loved. Uh, I found out about Neon Trees that year. And they had that okay. song, um, oh, oh, I want some more. Oh, oh, what are you waiting for? That song's so good. It's just and, those catches. They get you uh, every time. Dude, see, they're, they're amazing. <laughs> so I, 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 I watched their entire set. And um, before I don't know if it was before or after they went on, I walked up to their singer, Tyler, and I was like, hey, I know we've never met. Uh, my name's Cody. I really love your band. Um, just had to t- let you know. And he was the sweetest guy ever. And he's so kind about everything. And that was nice and refreshing because not everyone is like that. And yeah. on this album, there's a song that is on there that I wrote with him. And I full circle moment, he ended up being connected with the producer we were working with. And it's one of my favorite songs on on the album. It's it was just really cool to think about. I you know, I go back in my head to that moment of just saying thank you or that I loved what you're doing. And then we, I got to work with him and it's kind of crazy. You know, we started as fans and it's always important to remember that. And then another uh, crazy one is then that night, I like, we weren't supposed to be side stage, but we snuck side stage to watch My Chemical Romance. Um, and it was just the craziest thing ever because I, I don't usually get starstruck anymore, but yeah. I 100% did when Gerard Way walked into catering just because, you know, I'm such a big yeah, it's, fan. It's Gerard Way, like, yeah. yeah. And also, like we were younger, we were a younger band then, and I, I think I'm, I'm not desensitized, but you know, we're all just people hanging out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just playing a show. Exactly, and it was just really special to me. And I remember our guitarist Zach was like, "Screw this!" I, you know, again, we're fans, and he got down into the pit and enjoyed the show. And uh, it was, it was a really good time. And then recently, um, like Mikey Way, uh, we were able to chat on Instagram. And he was really, and I, I hope I'm not coming off name dropping. I'm not trying. No, to. no, that's really, I mean, it is what we asked. You know, it was really, really cool. Um, and he was, he's also one of the kindest people ever. And like Chuck, he checked out Skeleton and really liked it. And yeah, it was. It's there. This industry is really neat because you get to play alongside people that you've looked up to for so long, and a lot of them you can be honest with them and and tell them you know that you really love what they do, and you get a really positive response. It's just really cool to be able to look back at where you started and and see how things are going now. It's it's really encouraging. 
as it, it seems very much one of those worlds where it's like it seems so wide from the outside and then when you get in it just seems like you you end up knowing somebody who knows somebody and it's a lot smaller than you actually think it is oh the world is incredibly small like it's yeah. such a small world and then lastly i guess non-band related but you guys also do talk it off as a podcast yeah. so a podcast We're form just kind of revolving around stories about about the band itself and stuff like that so I haven't I haven't been able to listen to episodes yet, but I, I kind of just when I was looking up stuff, I'm like, oh shit, they actually they have a podcast as well. So it's just it seems like it's just band history, I guess, stories and and Q and A's. Oh, there's no plan. We, yeah. we don't go in. <laughs> we started by going in with a plan, and then the whole thing started because we did a digital show, which it was great because we were able to give people a live set it off show during the pandemic, but it wasn't the same. Um, yeah. But we tried to make it as as close to the same as possible, and one of those elements was doing like a VIP Q&A sort of situation, and we were on there just goofing off and making jokes and talking about nothing, and the guy that was producing our our show was there with us running it, making sure it ran smoothly. We didn't know him that personally that well at the time, and he was just cracking up, and we didn't we weren't <laughs> trying to make him laugh, but he was like, man, you guys should do a podcast, and then we're like, would you guys want listen to that? And the the fans were like, yes, please do. So we just finished, like, we're going to do it in seasons, we decided, because sometimes, like, stuff kicks up so heavily, like this release of Skeleton, and we yeah. just haven't had time to make more, but I think we have about, I think we have over 12 episodes out right now. But yeah, we just basically, it's like you're sitting in, in the bus with us. We, it's just, we riff jokes, we make fun of everything, and we have a good time, and we talk about what we've been seeing lately, what we're looking forward to, we end up talking about band stuff occasionally, it's just a, it's just hanging out, it's a variety podcast. Oh yeah, that's I mean that's the name of the game with podcasting that we kind of we found out the hard way where it's like we'll schedule stuff and like plan as much as we possibly can and then it just all falls down. <laughs> We're like, oh yeah, where, how do we it, get here? It's, it's also cool. like I feel like people can sense it too. It feels like it's uh, it's less fluid if yeah. it's like written down, and that's what it felt like for the first few episodes of ours. As we're like, all right, and then also, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very scripted the first like two or three, and then we're like let's just do bullet points and now we're just yeah. like let's just pick a topic yeah i like that i like that it's, it's just, smooth and you can make it a lot each other. yeah and it, oh, it's yeah. it's cool too because it lets it really does you know as a fan of things like it's great to like kind of get these types of things out in the, out there because it makes us feel like you know you know you're just like another another dude like we could all hang out and have beers you know it's not like one of those things where it used to be like you know you're you're someone on tv and you know you're completely like just on a different stratosphere. Whereas now it seems like with the internet and everything that we have capable, you know, to us and a lot, you know, available to us is that it makes you feel like you, you, you can kind of like be almost on the same level and you can kind of just get that like, Hey, we're just hanging out bullshitting and, you know, swapping stories and stuff like that, which is really kind of cool. Absolutely. So that's on, I'm assuming all streaming platforms, you know, Spotify, Apple podcasts, stuff like that. People want to check that out. Yep, it's everywhere. Go check it out. Talk it off. Oh, yeah. So I guess we should dive in, I guess, a little bit to some HHN stuff. Oh, I, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so like we usually start out with some of the past stuff. So um, you obviously you've mentioned you're from Florida. So when was your yeah. first year going to the event, if you remember? Right. Are you ready for this? I'm about to date myself heavily. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was eight years old and I was, do the math, 1997. Um, was the first year I ever went. I should not have gone. I was eight years old and <laughs> highly afraid of everything. Their slogan that year, I'll never forget the image. There's a few, I have a few, you remember the dumbest things, you know? At least I do. I, it was, it was, it was called never, you'll never sleep again or never sleep again. And yeah. the image was this little like 
tiny goblin fairy creature. It was like green and had teeth. And uh, it was a close up of somebody's eyeball. And this thing was holding up your eyelid and biting into it so that it wouldn't close. Like they could go so scary before. It's actually crazy how much they've had to soften up a little bit just to make it more marketable at everybody. So yeah. they people don't think they're actually going to die when they go. Yeah, it's not one of those weird ones where the, everyone's grabbing you and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, I remember I went with uh, my best friend uh, and his mom. I think my sister, my sister was definitely there, and my mom was there. I don't remember the rest of the crew that was with us. But um, we walked into the first house, which had some chainsaws involved. And I remember specifically there was one part um, where this giant like to me, it was a giant. I was like probably, probably five feet tall. So yeah. I don't know how tall it actually was, but it was like this. Uh, I, what I want to remember it as is this like giant uh, chainsaw thing that kind of wheeled out towards you. Um, it was a guy wielding one, and the chainsaw uh, instead of a barbed wire or what or whatever or a bike chain, whatever they're using was was yarn, but it was dark, so you mm. couldn't tell. So it would touch yeah. you. And you thought you thought you were getting murdered, <laughs> and I remember leaving with bits of yarn on my on my shirt and just sobbing uncontrollably. Like we and are my never mom, spending money on this again. Oh my god! I, I my mom had to like take me to the side and calm me down. She had to find one of the chainsaw guys and be like, "Look, look, honey, that's not real." And he was so nice. He was like, "Yeah, it's just a bike chain." I'm like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> it's so devastating. I don't know why I ever went back. But I, I think I think it was the same year. I remember Taco Bell was aligned with them, and they were doing this whole their toy with their meal was you got like a cool Wolfman or classic horror characters or Dracula, and one of them glowed glowed in the dark. I was like, I don't know why I remember that, but I was super about it. <laughs> but so I remember another thing from that same year was I decided my mom was a trooper and was like, you know what, um, I'll, you everyone else we stayed there the whole night, but my, I started staying like cling to my mom. And yeah. I didn't go in any of the mazes, and there was areas where you could just go around the back and wait for them at the exit. And I remember um, I went around the back while they were going into one, and it's literally the area that you go to not get scared. And there was somebody waiting behind a bush for me <laughs> <laughs> and jumped out with a chainsaw. Oh, of and course. Just, oh, man, got me so good. So that was pretty, pretty intense for me. Not my, not my best moment with Horror Nights, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, we we didn't start with Horror Nights early, but me and Seamus up north, we had another uh, you know haunted attraction called um, Spooky, Spooky World. World. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I, what's I was that? Say, so, well, before we before I'll let him kind of explain it, but like you you talk about how like you went to it, you know, you feel like you were way too young to go to it. I mean, Spooky yeah. World was kind of like our version of Horror Nights, but on a much lower budget. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like you know, we I remember I think the first time I went was probably early 90s so as i was probably five or six at the time when we went oh my and god I, I remember like i remember, I remember yeah, like too, too young like i was That's totally fine to but know what's happening around you and not know if it's real or not yeah well seriously <laughs> so like I, I, I was totally fine the whole time but I, I vividly remember like we get to this part where there's a witch is serving like apple cider and i just couldn't handle it i was like nope i'm done i'm all done <laughs> get away from me yeah. <laughs> exactly um yeah uh, i had that like little... get out of here yeah. <laughs> i had the little like asshole kid like defense mechanism where it was like oh i can see you i can see you pointing oh, it out yeah. to like the characters and like ah oh, what an I asshole shit you not shit you not one time i went uh to horror nights we were out in la we were on tour and we went with this group that i didn't know very well but one of the people there their defense mechanism was that and they were standing next to me and once we got out of the house i went hey 
I'm sorry to ask this of you, but could you not do that anymore? Because now <laughs> I'm not getting scared and I'm trying to get scared. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're, we're at the age, you know, you can go to the back of the line or something. Yeah, and this we'll, isn't we'll... a cheap event, man. Like, come on, we're trying yeah. to get scared here. <laughs> but I get it. When you're younger, you got you to do something to keep yourself yeah. safe mentally. Oh, yeah. And those, <laughs> and those ones back up there were a little bit more more intense i think and it's cool too if you do want to look it up or, or whatever i think they're doing a, they're they're coming out with a documentary about it soon because it was spooky it world? was like a big deal called spooky world and yeah. um i mean they used to have like elvira was there and robert england would go there it, is a, and, it was a big deal i mean I, oh, i'm so, on the website now whoa yeah, tom savini yeah. did like the makeup for them and stuff it was, right. it was wild it was a big deal the dude that started it worked in Hollywood for a long time doing like yeah. movie effects and that sort of thing. So that's kind of how he knew Savini. And then he got Savini involved with this like haunted attraction thing. And they like to say they're like the, the first real haunted attraction to ever come out. And it, I, I don't know how true that statement is, but they definitely are one of the progenitors of it. And oh, okay. you know, I wonder they were like who the came first, first. one really kind of, because them and Knott's Berry Farm claims to be the first haunt. Right, exactly. As well. That's why I'm saying I'm not really well, sure. Not and scary. I, it, it was really kind of like, and it still kind of is kind of a regional thing, I guess, even though they're they're everywhere now. But like, at least at one point, it was very regional. So like New England and that and that whole upper part of the country, you know, Spooky World was it. Like that's where you went. Dude, and you know would- what? travel I, all over the place to do it I, i'm on this website and it looks incredible i see they have a hayride and that you yep. mentioned that they were lower budget but you know what the the lower budget ones sometimes are the best ones yeah and i mean that because going back to like the older hhns they might not have been lower budget but they weren't the household name yet and so they had to fight and get creative and go nuts to become which eventually of course they became the titan of the industry but yeah. these lower budget ones know that they want to be the best one in their area or in the United States. So they're fighting for that sort of oh, legitimacy. Yeah, for sure. Like this one has a cool hayride. Uh, I did one in Florida recently. I think it's called Screamageddon. Um, yep. Not expensive to go to at all. Have you ever been to it? I haven't. I've been, I really wanted to, to branch out this year and do more. Oh, and then it, I got hooked yeah. into doing, I did Howl Scream a little bit at SeaWorld and then Horror Nights. But I got to, I want to check out like, Screamageddon and then um, there's a few of them forest. There. Yeah, there's a few. Screamageddon the impressed me. Like I didn't know. It's kind of it. So there's another added scare factor to it that you're in the middle of nowhere and you're like, this <laughs> seems like I could actually die at some point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there could be a psycho here. Who knows? Uh, like, but, is this a real event or <laughs> like they? I don't think. I, 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 could they touch us? I don't know. They. It was not too invasive, but they were able to corner you. So what I mean by that is there was a there was a room I went into. And it was like an insane asylum, right? And then at one point, they lure one of them in, just like, you know, come with me. And then we're like, okay, I'll play along. And then I remember I they put me in a room, and this, no, they can touch you, because they had a, a hair buzzer, like, like, like a, or a hair, what is it called, a hair trimmer? Whatever it is, that can oh, shave yeah, yeah, hair. Yeah. They had one of those, uh, but they, I didn't know they had to blade off, and they sat me down, and they ran it through my hair, and I was like, no way! <laughs> Did you really just do that? Dude, I got and a music video shoot coming up. I know. I, I think I legit had something coming up, too, so I was, like, panicking. Got me so good. like how that's my fear now, is just vanity. <laughs> yeah, right. Not the face, not the hair. Yeah, oh, please don't do it. It's like Ron Burgundy stuff. But, like, yeah. that, that was good, but they also had, like, this thing that I've never done before, which was you got in a school bus, and they attached, or they mounted paintball guns through a window and it was a zombie tour through like it was a bumpy ride through the forest and they had like these zombies who were people dressed up in like enough armor and you would shoot their characters or the clowns or the zombies or whatever (laughs) 
and he would just That's pelt so them cool. with paintballs. It was incredible. <laughs> like you get so creative when you're like, okay, and, and just because of that, I went once. I'll never forget that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, not Scary Farm did one where it was. Uh, they may not have the biggest budget, but I wish they didn't get rid of this one. Another zombie one. They gave you a gun at the not a real one, but at the, <laughs> at the entrance. It's like a laser gun, um, yeah. laser tag gun. And uh, there were it was a zombie mage that uh, maze that was like um, hosted by like covert op specialists. They were kind of guiding you through, and you would encounter zombies that had like an LED band around their head, which would read your shot on your gun. And it's kind of like the Men in Black ride at uh, Universal. At the end, you look at your gun and you know your kill count, and then you would compare it with your friend. So it was a maze mixed with like that's Men cool. in Black. And that's cool. I mean, like that's the stuff where I'm like, man, I love how creative this is. And not not to crap on it at all, but I feel like recent HHN knows they don't have to do that, and they'll save money yeah. by not doing that, yeah. so they don't. No, that's definitely one of the big things of like they're at that point now where it's kind of like like Disney ish, where it's like. People are going to be there regardless. They can exactly. jack the place up. They can do whatever they want. And just the name itself is going to bring the crowd. So they don't need to test the you know boundaries or, or, or try anything new or reinvent the wheel. They just open up 10 houses, five scare zones, call it a day. It, it's, it'll be fun they, to see what happens in the future, but I don't know if it'll they, change. They didn't do 10 in 2019, did they? Uh, I think they did 10. I, I'm used to, to double eight. check. I was like, I thought 10 was a first. I was really impressed by that. Uh, I, I think I remember, I, I, th I think I went in 2019. I would go every time I could if I was in Florida. Now I have this tradition where I come see my niece who lives in Florida. Uh, we celebrate her birthday and her birthday's in October. So now we're turning it into like a double thing. Oh, we celebrate cool. her birthday, then go to HHN. Um, obviously, we didn't have it last year. I'm actually wearing the 30-year shirt that they were going to release last year right now. <laughs> but I... Um, uh, I, I will say as much as they don't get as crazy with their creativity as they used to, I I was impressed by 10 mazes, all those scare zones. I, the, the, um, the Wicked Growth House was incredible. Wow. I, I was Loving. not – I went into um, – I watched all of Haunting on Hill House to prepare because yeah. I have to do my research before going in. Yeah, you got it. And I was really impressed. They scared the crap out of me multiple occasions. They recreated scenes incredibly. Yeah, I had well, that one lower on my expectation list, but I loved it. The house itself yeah, blew me away. I was really impressed by that. Um, however, the Los Angeles Halloween Horror Nights got a yeah. bone to pick with it. Oh, boy. Yeah, we have not come to that. And we yeah. had like a preemptive bone to pick with HHN and teasing us about a potential season of the witch house. And we got that on neither don't coast. Don't even get me, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. That was a, <laughs> I will rant that, for an hour. Let's not do that. <laughs> that was a long-standing rumor because when they were constructing, they were constructing on one of the houses at LA, and one of the outside facades had a Lucky Shamrock like logo on one of the warehouse, and they were right. building like an exterior of the warehouse. So we were like, "All right, well, let's get tickets. We're going to go out there," and they pulled it. Oh man! Yeah, but what's your uh, what's your bone to pick? What do we got? Because we haven't visited the Hollywood one yet. Okay, so. Obviously, that's that's why. So I live out here now in in the West Coast. So that's the one we'll go to. But what what I always do now is I will. I've kind of figured out my my sort of plan. If I'm in Florida, I'm going all out. I'm getting the ticket. I'm getting the express pass because I'm there one night and I want to do everything. Yeah. Um, I'll also out here. I don't do that for LA's because I don't think it's that good. I think Not Scary Farms puts HHN Hollywood in the ground. Um, they're just. They they work so hard. They care. They remind me of HHN when I was growing up in Orlando, and they were like proving themselves, and they really wanted to be that household name. 
But the, the, my problem with the HHN Hollywood is specifically when you zoom out and you look at this year, like the price that they charge for their ticket and express pass for 10 mazes and and those and those scare zones. I'm like, okay, I can I can get behind this. That's a lot of mazes. And we barely got through 10 in one day with Express Pass. So it's that tough. was like it was, right. it was. And then I look at HHN, they're like, we have eight mazes. Like, no, you actually have six because <laughs> the, you do the tram every year. That's baked yep. in. And then you're, they have an attraction. They have a Walking Dead attraction, which if you've been on it once, you've been on it a thousand times because HHN also had that, ho- that whole love affair with Walking Dead where they did a maze oh, yeah. every freaking yeah. year. Exactly. Yep. Insane. They're like six years, five years straight. That, I, so that became like the enough. running joke. I was like, I was like, not again. Like, stop, stop. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. Zombies. It's popular. Was, cool. Yeah. That was one of theirs, the, their, their eight mazes. So like, okay, so you're charging, honestly, slightly more than Florida's charging. Wow. And you have less. So that pissed me off. Their yeah, terror tram thing is great, but yeah. Yeah, it's that's not that's not worth it. And especially down here, like w- what we get from it, because obviously we get the 10 houses, we get the five. But then this year, too, we I don't know if they're going to have a show again, because I think they're going to be getting rid of the Fear Factor stage itself. But did you oh. did you have time to catch the Halloween Nightmare Fuel show at all? No time. I wanted to so badly. Oh. I heard it was great. It's it was it blew my it was, mind. It was like yeah. magic fire. It, crazy music it it starts out by dimming the lights and putting on black parade by my chemical romance like well, it was and that's, and that's what hit me initially like i i hadn't done it the first couple of nights but we were hanging out outside by the stage and i heard that remixed version of black parade and i was like well christ now i have to go see that now like that the, the music choices just sounded so cool and then yeah we oh, finally man. sat down and saw it oh i so wish much I better the than last show <laughs> i miss bill and ted <laughs> yeah that's that seems to be like one of the big the big like wishes like i know just i don't back. think it'll ever come back i mean it would be yeah. a great it would be amazing i would freak out if it ever did but you know it ran its course i get it it's, um, yeah, there is it's another tender. thing uh to to add on to my list of complaints i've never taken a survey after going to an mm-hmm. event yeah. i did that for this because of this so they also they had a couple duplicate houses quote unquote duplicate houses yes. um yeah. we did the orlando one first so expectations were set as such and then um, what I didn't realize is even though it's like a studio in Hollywood, they use less sound stages at the one hmm. in Hollywood. Hmm. So the, um, the what's it called? The Bride of Frankenstein. Was that a sound yeah. stage? I want to say it was. That was. Yes. So that was in, a sound stage. Yes. And you know the opening when you walk in, first of all, you hear like the explosions. You look through the, that little like rocky window and you see the black and white movie of the tower exploding. And you're like, wow. Really cool. And then you move over and then you see a giant tree has fallen under Frankenstein and it's like 15 feet above you. And you see Frankenstein on the ground with it with a tree stump or whatever it is on his chest and Bride of Frankenstein screaming. Right. So yeah. the version of that scene in Hollywood was there. Uh, she was basically waist level. Wow. There was no tree. There was no Frankenstein. There was a stump next <laughs> so- to her. And she was walking around aimlessly, like, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Like, this is the Frankenstein. Yeah. Like, it was, it was, it made, it was, I hated that. I read that yeah, scene. I walked through that and I was like, I'm done with this house. I hate this right now. <laughs> that's a huge letdown because that entrance facade was just, it's beautiful. And the yes. actress up there, like, they, they did a very good job in that, in that they house. Really and, did. and unfortunately, like, it fell a little bit on my list just because I had seen it when they, op- they opened up like two houses during the, the year that was canceled and that was one of the houses. So I had a little bit of, of, uh, I've already gone through it a couple of times. So you like had a, like, a memory of it. That is one downside yeah. about knots out here is they repeat houses like a lot 
throughout yeah. the year. I wish they would do new ones every year, but I don't know. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> definitely been on my list of like, I, I do want to go check out Knots. Everyone's always talked about it and stuff like that. Oh, so it's man. Just, that's, that's on there. It's it's great because if you are a roller coaster fan too, the, so the mm-hmm. the cool thing is you know uh, another like throwback thing is the I remember when the Express Pass it's always been I think one and done at Universal but it used to be yeah. fifteen dollars it used to be fifteen dollars oh, and it used to be a paper book that you would tear <laughs> off the it, like the graphic of the ride and hand it to them and that was it and now it's like I can't even imagine the percentage increase that is oh so yeah, what, it's tenfold like more than the ticket now it costs more than the general admission but the yeah. the the, the fast pass at Knotts is unlimited. First of all, it's the most worthwhile thing ever because you just walk right into the maze every time. And yeah. then, and then the it also works for all of the roller coasters, all of the rides, and you can ride everything and go into every maze as many times as you want. So that That's itself amazing. is like incredible. You experienced it. You want to do it again with your friends? Go do it again. It's great. Um, that's, that's good bang for your buck. Oh yeah, and they also have like the, uh, these these characters. They do it every year, but it never gets old to me. That wear metal knee pads and like elbow pads and shin pads, and they are on roller roller skates, and they they come out of nowhere and they skid all of their pads on the ground and spark up in front of you. Yeah, scare yep. the living crap out of you. <laughs> they were doing that. They were doing that this year at um Hollow Scream. So they they moved. So Hollow Scream is is a SeaWorld production, and they a moved move it from to- Bush. Yeah, so they they put it they had it at Bush Gardens as well, but they also had it at Orlando SeaWorld this year. So I got the oh. pass for that. And they were I honestly think that it was a scarier event than HHN because they Whoa. were like what we were just saying where they would kind of like go for it in more senses than HHN. You know, they can't. You know, so yeah. the houses they would they would they would wave you. So you'd go into it and then they'd cut a group off. So you're in it with your group. Oh my god, really? Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Yes. Yeah, so do it would be the same thing I do at Halloween Horror Nights where where they don't do that, and you're like you you uh, look at the details of each room a lot slower than you really really want oh, yeah. to. <laughs> so oh you yes. can create yes. space. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah, like yeah. at the end of the night too. I'll just I'll, I'll wait if I see people going in front of us. I'll just start walking slower and slower to like yeah. create that gap for when we get there. Oh I yeah. Mean, if you listen to anything that him and I have talked about before in the past, like that's our biggest bone to pick is that like I understand they have a huge crowd to get through. But yeah. when you're like walking through in a single file line and the damn guard person is in there swinging their arms, going, let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh, like, it takes you out of it. Slow down, guy. Like, I'm just trying to like enjoy it, you know? Like, I just, yeah. wanna, like you said, I want to look at the detail of the room. I want to slow down, enjoy it, and try to experience the scares like I'm supposed to experience it. Cause like, yeah. it seems like half the time I go through it, I'm the one getting stuck at the tail end of all the scares. So I, I, oh. I see it happen ahead of me. And then they go back and they hide and they get ready to do the next. I wish they grouped it better like that. You're right. It, there's nothing worse than when you see an epic scare or epic finale unfold like five feet in front of you. And you know it's it's not going to affect you. And you're like, oh, I wish I could have been that person. Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> yo, you know, I, can I ask a question? Because I, I, I have a question that I think will be a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got all means. Do you have any finales, finale scares that you remember from specific houses or any like over the top scares that just are burned into your brain? Ooh, ooh. So these weren't finale ones, um, but just from this year, I think my favorite one from this year was during the Wicked Growth. They had that area where you're going into the area that was very Scarecrow reminiscent. It was from the like the 26. Uh, scarecrow the reaping house and you're, okay. you're walking up this bit bridge to go towards the barn and there's this this fencing to the right of you and there's there's actually three of them three fences and the two on the on the outside are real 
Whereas the one in the middle is like this fake fencing where it's almost like bungee and it's so dark. You can't really see that there's a character back there, but you can okay. kind of can see that something's there. And it's like uh-huh. a scarecrow skeleton. You kind of look in, you see that it's, it, it's actually, you're, you're looking at it thinking it's just an object. And then they lunge towards you. And not only do they get to the fence, but the fence pushes out and it's, it gets you every time. So I don't know if you got yeah. that scared oh, this year, get but that it, one. that's incredible. It's yeah. yeah they they really play with like that, cool. that lattice style fencing oh, which was i love ridiculous. that bungee yeah. involved you said like they use the bungee cord to like it, kind it, of it, get that it, sort of yeah it's like stretchy band it looks like they, they did all three up to look like just regular old lattice work but the middle one is like stretchy material so they can like come on come at you or whatever i think every one of my favorite like big scares involve those bands like now yeah. that i'm yeah. thinking about it oh yeah for God, sure they had a few of them in the different a few houses this year for me it is there's two that i can specifically remember from 2019 um one of them is the us house and i know that not many people liked it but at the very end they have like all of the uh mannequins or whatever you want to call them dressed up like the us people and there's like one or two that are real uh-huh. and the first time i went to that house like i i hate mannequins like i have a thing about dolls and creepy dolls and creepy mannequins and things that like look real like really oh cool. yeah and like you the first time you go through it you 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 know that one of them's really like, you know some one of them's gonna move but you don't know which one's gonna move and they got me the first time I went to that house. Like that first time I ever gone to that house, they got me like that first time, like so good. And then graveyard games, which is still my favorite house of all the ones I've been through. I don't like creepy kids either. <laughs> and they have like <laughs> certain scare actors that are like, I don't know if, I don't know if they're actually kids or just really short people that like look like kids, but they had a couple that got me like almost immediately the first time I went to that house. But um, yeah. And it, it, I'm, I like to kind of, I, I, I like to say that I'm one I'm someone that isn't scared easily when it comes to like that sort sort of thing. So if you can get me with certain tricks, then I you know I give you two thumbs up. So like those two houses definitely got me. Hell yeah, man! I I so the so did you do the Dead Silence house? I did not. No, I wasn't. I was not yeah, going to that. that one. I didn't hit that one. Yeah, that is um that one got me really good because it's another one where you can like watch the movie to prepare ahead of time and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I was the 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 stories. Oh, who's it? Mary. Oh, what's her name? The 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 main lady who's Mary the Shaw? creepy one. Mary Shaw. Is that it? Because actually, J- Jamie, my girlfriend, is in the other room watching Dead Silence right now. <laughs> oh my god, amazing! <laughs> no we way. might have talked about this scare when we when we met. Um, but I, think I so. was. I, it, it scared the absolute crap out of me. I got two two quick ones to to blitz through, and it was. The way you know that she's about to show up is everything slows down. Like it all goes away like that. And I'm at, I was fortunate enough to get the finale scare. I'm walking to the end and I'm already creeped the hell out. It's just, there's mannequins everywhere following me with their, with their eyes and stuff. And all of a sudden, all the sound goes away and you hear the ticking slow down, just like in the movie and immediately tense up. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah, here comes something. And then you see out of nowhere they had because she would the face would just kind of zoom out at you and steal your tongue for screaming. And her mm. face zooms out of nowhere into my face. And I just started screaming. I was like, well, I would have totally lost my tongue if that were the movie. <laughs> yeah, you're done. <laughs> they really, I don't know if they used a uh, one of those bands for that, but that was really effective. This one didn't scare me, but it was um, it was very just impressive. I think it was like, it was like, was there one called like a, a werewolf in London or American werewolf in London or something like they that? Had, yeah. They, they had did, a rendition of that at, mm-hmm. I think 26 or 27. Was it that? I forget what year it was, but yeah, they they had an American werewolf in London house. Did, did you guys see the thing at the end where he goes like, look out and a, a wolf lunges out on a band. Oh, comes out. Yeah. Sh- 
oh my god yeah. he shoots the wolf and then the band lunges it back and i was like yeah. what the hell like how that how did that incredible. even happen did you all do the nightingales one uh which the one, the one from 29 the nights of prayer the original well there was more than one. i think it might have been the original the one where you're walking through the the barracks and the bags of sand are stacked up on either side of you did they do yeah, that, that for both for me too i hadn't i wasn't here for that one but i we did do the uh the one from 2019 though Oh my god, I, I was so obsessed with it because like they had the lore again and I got to look it up and it was about like the Battle of Somme, World War One and mm -hmm. and like what these who these nurses were and whatnot and they were like preying on soldiers. But I remember this this is probably my all time favorite um effect slash scare I've ever seen. I was um you're walking through these these like um the bunker and you're, there's it's, it's tall sandbags above you and whatnot, and you turn a corner, and you're now you're looking down a long hallway, and there's a soldier standing guard um, at the end of this hallway, and there you see nothing but just like a black abyss behind the soldier, and as you get closer, all of a sudden, one of these like creatures, the nightingales, and if you haven't seen it and you're listening, it, it looks like Baraka from Mortal Kombat, <laughs> like these sharp teeth and wearing a nurse's gown, and just lunges up puts uh, like just embraces the torso of the soldier and shoots back and they, they, she ripped the torso off of the legs of the soldier and there was just entrails hanging down as it got as he got dragged back into this dark abyss <laughs> it was one of Jeez. the coolest things I've yeah because that one was uh, that one was blood prey i think from 21 was it 2001 because that was yeah they had nightingale's blood prey then and then they did a prequel to it at 29 i believe which one was was called blood pit and it was more like roman empire yeah yeah oh okay wow it was that but long I think it was ago the same same type of scare actors like the i think the that that baraka like character you're talking about i think is yeah. the same characters from that were in the, the prequel the evil chickens yeah, yeah. evil chickens <laughs> <laughs> did you do you guys go the year when they had um freddy krueger leatherface and jason that was I, I believe I went on that one. Twenty six, maybe twenty five. I think twenty five was Freddy versus Jason. I'm so um, impressed with your knowledge of the year too. I'm trying <laughs> to think. I'm trying to. Well, this is twenty five. Twenty five was my first year, and the first was three it Carnival years. Carnival of Carnage. That was twenty five. Was it? I think it might have been I Carnival. Believe. Oh my god! Yeah. I wish they. I, I I wish they did Islands of Fear again. and did the two parts. <sighs> Well, and that's that's what I'm going to be very curious about too, because it's not that it's in the near future, but they're opening up a th a third park. Yeah, uh, um, Epic Universe. Um, uh, Epic Universe. Yeah, so I'm going to be curious if anything expands to there or or how that's going to affect Horror Nights, because it's going to be completely down down the way. It's over right on Inter International Drive, but they have a they're going to have like a Universal Monsters like area in the park. Yeah. So oh man. My guess is I think that what'll happen is when they open that park, they're going to redo Islands a little bit, and we may get islands of fear again but it won't be till after they redo that oh well, man that would bit. they need to increase it just for the capacity's sake honestly yeah, maybe sure. it would help out yeah because yeah, it's even, it if, gets, like, even if it gets packed yeah, yeah and even if you don't like increase the number of houses if you take like and split it in half and put five in one five in the other it will still open up the crowds a little bit oh yeah it would i would love that personally yeah so we kind of talked about the houses a little bit this year. So what were your favorites um, for this year? Because you talked about Wicked Growth was 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 up there. But were there other ones that really stood out? Um, let's see. Yeah. The I want to say Wicked Growth and um, Haunting on Hill House were actually my favorite ones. Uh, yeah. I want to go back. But also, you know, what's weird about that. Uh, that answer is like it's so personal. It's based on like how you experienced each house. Mm hmm. 
so like that's the that's a tough thing for me. Let me let me revisit these real quick. Um, I I like Bride of Frankenstein, but it wasn't at my top. I loved Beetlejuice. It was just so fun. Yep. That was such a great one. I didn't. I think my least favorite was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was very low on our anticipated list, just because like we we've seen it, and it's not that he's like not a cool character, but like when you're talking like all time slashers, he's not. He's like five out of. Yeah, you know, if if there's a top five, because it's gonna be Freddy, Jason, Michael, Ghostface, and then I guess Leatherface. Have they ever done a scream? I think we've talked about like, that. Yeah, we've talked about uh, it before. I don't think they dying? have. Did they ever do um, All Night Dying with him? I think they might have. Like, I think them. yes. So I think he was in a scene in the All Night Dying. It was the garage scene, but I don't. Oh but he's God, never had a dedicated right. house. Wow. Yeah. So we're I hoping. Have... Yeah, that would be incredible. That needs to happen, man. That would be such Scream a Five maze. comes out this year. Scream Five comes out did in January. Did you see the maze? Not sorry. Did you, did you see the trailer? Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Looks so, so were we, Looks so. Were dark. we talking about this last night? We did. Seamus, we, were we, we recording yeah, so, with, um, with Ryzen. We were talking about yeah. this movie. Yeah. Oh my god. So we were talking. So I don't. I haven't. I've watched the trailer and stuff like that. But Seamus has a pretty good theory or, or a hope for the movie. Well, what I'm hoping is that, and again, this was kind of brought up to us last night and it makes a good point is that if you watch the trailer there's there's a lot they're making a big deal of hey we've got everybody back we've got you know i wonder if we have the same theory yeah mainly (laughs) back are we are we we gonna get at least matthew lillard back which would be phenomenal Mm -hmm. um i think the other i forget i forget the actor's name but the other bad guy from the original movie with the long hair Um, right yeah, I mean, he's yeah. He, I mean, when that movie ended, he was pretty dead, dead as far as we know. But it also wouldn't surprise me. It's a horror movie. I mean, they'll find ways to bring him back. But if we can get at least the two main villains or one of the main villains back from the original movie, that would be a really cool kind of like closing the circle type thing. I could closing see. I I think there has to be something like that. Like, I think there's I was like, well, maybe one of them had a son because it's been that yeah, long for them to grow too. up. <laughs> and like like some sort of because they were of. Like they weren't like fully matured, but they were old enough to have like a child, you know. And so there's, yeah. a, and I, that was kind of what fueled the whole fire the, for the first movie was the relationship between the father and the son being severed due to certain circumstances. And um, I thought like maybe maybe that's going to be the sort of driving force. So I, I that's interesting that you're also thinking that it it, it could be that because it felt that way in the trailer. But maybe they're maybe it's a red herring. Maybe they're throwing us off. Who knows? Yeah, they, it could be. And I and I think the trailer definitely makes this movie lo- look a lot darker than the original. And oh yeah, I mean, granted, the original movies not not necessarily Scream One, but Scream Two or Three came out right around the same time that Columbine happened. So they had to kind of like cut back on the violence a little bit. Um, oh, that's right. So I'm wondering if maybe because we're now in the future that we will get more of a darker take on on the story. Because I really think that Ghostface needs more of a darker edge to him. Like I like him as a character, but he's not my favorite slasher because I, I think that movie was so good based on the meta aspect to it. Oh yeah, like you know, like hey, you know, we we know we're in a horror movie, like kind of like we were sort of breaking the fourth wall, whereas you know. You get you, you look at Michael and look at Jason. Yeah, they're very goofy at the at the very end of the day, but they're still very dark and they take themselves really seriously. And you can kind of see where the fear comes from those movies. So I think Scream and Ghostface definitely needs that. So I'm hoping that this movie is going to be more of a darker, um, still have that like black humor thing. type stuff, dark humor yeah. type stuff, but still be like really really like um, dark when it comes to like the either the 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 kills or the or the scares. Totally agree with you. I couldn't agree more. He's so the the killer's so incompetent, and it makes sense when you find out who they are. Right. Yeah. But 
a more competent, thought out, just cerebral version of Ghostface would be something that I would be really, you know, it, it wouldn't be dissimilar to what they tried to do with Nightmare on Elm Street. I didn't like it for that movie yep, because yep. Robert, he needs to be quirky and Correct. ridiculous and enjoy 100%. every what inch of what they're doing. And they made him so sinister. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not buying this at all. But if they applied right. that to Scream. Hell yes, right. yeah, and, and, that's, that, and that's where a lot of like a lot of the remakes struggle. Not just Friday, uh, not just um, Nightmare, but Friday's remake struggled from that too. They tried to give Jason too much backstory. Like we know Jason is, you know, his mother was killed. We we get that, but I think that they gave him too much. There's there's too much going on. Like he's supposed to be just this lumbering, you know, maniac, d- undead guy who can't be stopped. And I think like Nick made a good point the other night. We were talking about the same thing where, you know, why is Jason setting traps? Like he's, you know, home alone. <laughs> like, Dude, like I saw where he shooting was a bone arrows. Yeah. There's yeah. bone arrows. Thank you. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, as soon as I saw that, I was like, fuck this movie. Fuck you, Michael Bay. Like <laughs> yeah. get, get out of my screen. No, oh, he's well, like, like that, that, that when the, then the, the idiot blonde kids like calling tits, globes or or oh yeah whatever like oh my god that is the worst line i've ever ever heard (laughs) you know that's why i appreciate the newer michael myers halloween movies because danny mcbride's a part of the writing staff and the 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 jokes are actually hilarious i'm actually invested in the storyline it's not just let's fill time until the kill it actually Mm -hmm. is like the storyline is somewhat interesting and i don't know your guys opinions on this and obviously we don't have to agree i've I've been met with a lot of friction I, i am so in love with what they are doing with the Halloween franchise. Yeah, I like it. I, I don't mind it at all. I think Halloween 2018 was was amazing. The only confusing part like for the outside world is like, how was Halloween a sequel to Halloween? And like, what? oh wait, what, two, three, four, five? It's like, no, those don't all matter. Just yep. Halloween 78, Halloween 18, and now kills and then ends. Um, kills was really fun. I had a lot of fun with it. I like that they brought characters back the only one thing that i wasn't too into is how they tried to backtrack and create characters where they're like oh this cop was here and like they Uh, refilmed footage and i was like wait am i supposed to know this one because i don't think i remembered him but i do like the bring you know bring everyone back that was originally there yeah, I, I agree. They did. They really did a lot of groundwork to insert the character's backstory into the flashbacks. I'm not a huge fan of flashbacks, but I, it, it didn't bother me too much. The thing that I was so obsessed with it about is there's a part in the movie, or there's many parts in the movie, where Michael is killing somebody, and it's almost like he's so he knows how adept he is at it that he's bored with just using the knife, and he's like, I'm going to get creative. And yeah, yeah. it's it's just so psychotic and maniacal and and uncomfortable and, and there's it just it made me feel how I felt when I watched the original Michael uh, Halloween where it's just killing for the sake of killing and that's the most scary part about it I yeah. don't know it was just I I loved how stressed out I got in the movie no I I really do enjoy those movies and I and I've had this conversation with other people too where it's like where is this like a surgeon's coming from like comedic actors turning into like horror buffs. Cause like we got Danny McBride writing these. We had John Krasinski doing quiet place. We have Jordan Peele doing us and, and get God, out and all that stuff. That. Like it's that's a common theme. Yeah. And it's just like, maybe comedians are just fucking whacked and like it fits perfectly. <laughs> it's so far. It's doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got hot streaks. That's for sure. They're, they're doing something right. Oh, hell yeah. 
Um, so, I mean, we kind of mentioned Scream and stuff like that. Is there other properties that you'd love to see as like a house? I mean, I was so I, I was going through. I pulled up a tab of like um, years of Halloween Hornets because the hard thing for me is like I never went more than once. I was never close enough to go more than once. So yeah. retention for me has to be so jarring for me to remember it. And I'm, yeah. I was like, oh, well, it was a Carnival of Carnage, Carnage. I went back and Carnival of Carnage has like a lot of my favorite houses. I realized like it it had um, Psycho, one of the Psycho Scarab. Wait, is this the right year? No, that's not the right year. Where's Carnival of Carnage? Oh, no, no, no. Here it is. It had Dead Silence, the one we were just talking about. Um, okay, yeah. It had Nightmare of Elm Street, which I'm a, I'm a Freddy Krueger massive fan. Um, it had Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and that one I loved. The reason why I was disappointed in the one from this year is because they said it was based off the 1974? I don't remember what yeah. year. The original yeah, right. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and that one is just so uncomfortable, speaking of feeling stressed out the entire movie, but it just yeah. felt like the same scare over and over again. However, this one... I remember ended with white sheets for their for their exit, like that oh, kill yep. they had. And I remember hearing like I, I saw that and I immediately went, Oh shit. <laughs> I, yeah. immediately, I knew <laughs> like, it was oh, here it comes. And then you hear like, okay, this is incredible, and you're running out through the you're you're living the movie scene. It was incredible. Um Friday the thirteenth, Camp Blood, that one was great because uh, there was a scene inside the warehouse where Jason's sitting up top above the doorway and throws a barrel at you and it's like it's on a track and you don't notice it at first and just flies over your head like that one was great uh, they had the thing uh yep. the, the year they did that i mean this that was just such a amazing year the concept for elm street was you walk into a, a mist and that mist is a sleeping agent and then you're asleep and you walk through that tent and all of a sudden there's freddie's house there's so many great things from that year um yeah so, that one yeah i'm looking at that now that was actually 17 yeah, that's oh, uh, that's huge. That was, I mean, that that year, that lineup is just like the who's who of horror. Oh, I'm looking at 2007. I think they brought them back ten years later. Uh, oh, 2000 um, yeah, 2007 was, um, I think, the 17th event. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, dude. So I don't. Oh my god, I don't think I went in 2017. Now that I'm looking at that one, I don't know. Damn. Um, but as far as what else I'd like to see done, oh, that's tough. They've done a lot. Yeah. Um, hmm. Zombie ones don't scare me too much. Um, man, you know what? I, I it, this is probably the most difficult question I've ever been asked by Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> I would love more, more uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. To be honest with you, I would love yep. more Freddy. I just think being inside of that movie is so incredible, and I think Scream needs to be done. Um, did they already do Trick or Treat? They did. Yeah. So they did. The scare zone, I think, as twenty seven, and then the house at twenty eight. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, okay. But that was a big, that was a huge like fan service one because they just did it as a scare zone. I think maybe it's just like a tester, and it went over so well that they're like, okay, we have to do this again as a house, just kind of like how they did recently with uh, Killer Clowns. They had it as a scare zone at twenty eight, oh, and then twenty nine, it was a house. Right. Yeah, man, I, that's. That, that that movie's so good, so I'm I'm glad they did that. But I don't have a recollection of it. But it it's, it's, looks like it's one of the years that I did go. Um. Oh, you know what I would like? It'll probably never be done unless they've already done it, and I just can't remember. Um. The movie The Conjuring Two really messed me up with oh, Valak. Yep. Um, yep. In fact, that was my carving for my pumpkin this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I saw those on it on the Instagram. <laughs> I I would love to walk through that movie, and that that doesn't have they done Conjuring Two. They have I don't uh they haven't done any conjuring at all. What? So oh my god. I I, I, I would hope. freak out. I would freak out. 
Yeah, that's one of my things that I kept thinking, like when we were talking about like hype lists or like, you know, I feel like Conjuring's got to happen at some point. Like they have to get the rights at some point to at least just do a house for a year. They did a Blumhouse thing. I'm looking uh, at one point earlier. They did because they've done Purge, right? And that's Blumhouse. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's and another they did like a, Yeah, they did a compilation Blumhouse too, where it was like Insidious and Happy Death Day and, and uh, okay. stuff like that. Yeah, I loved Insidious. I I, I thought that was great. Um, mm. man, yeah, that's a tough one. That's all I can think of right now. I also really just love when they come up with original stories. Like that's yeah, honestly, have been my favorite. Like yeah, I love like living in the movies, but when they create an original icon, an original uh, storyline behind the house, I don't feel like they've. When was the last time they created a whole new icon? That would be Lady Luck. Lady I Luke. think was it Lady Luck? Was that twenty one? Twenty one. Oh my God! It's been ten yeah. years. It's been a while, yeah, because that, yeah, she's got to be the last one. Man, she's the last that's I wonder if they just icon that was created. Yeah, because like they had, um, they oh, what's her name, um, the caretaker's daughter. Um, she was there oh, since she came, but she's not really an icon. So yeah, yeah she's the, a pseudo. Uh, Hopefully, Pumpkin Lord's an icon now. Yeah, we'll, see. well that, that's oh, what I'm hoping. You know what's crazy about uh, that Wicked Growth Pumpkin Lord situation was uh, in Knots, they repeat houses, like I said, and they have one called uh, Good uh, Something Gourd. I don't know if it's called, I don't think it's called Good Gourd. It's like, but it's a pumpkin one. They've always done yeah. that. And it reminded me of that as soon as I went in. And I was like, I was like, well, I'm really excited about this. This is an incredible one. My first thought was, well, I wonder if they got this from Knots. And then I eventually did Knots after that. And I was like, no, that was way better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Wicked Growth hoping- is incredible. Yeah, I'm hoping next year because it's going to be, you know, the 31st event, you know, Halloween, October 31st. So I'm hoping like a super Ooh. Halloween heavy event with like Pumpkin Lord taking over yeah. Horror Nights like and making like it more Halloween. Halloween. Oh, yeah. that dude, you should work on their team. That's a brilliant <laughs> idea. I fucking wish. <laughs> oh, my God. Email somebody. That is that yeah. is how that's what should happen. If that happens, then you heard it here first. Yeah, and then yeah. you need to sue somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so I guess we'll, we'll polish off at the end of this with uh, Seamus. Do you want to do your little uh, your little speed round? Yeah. So, again, this is just like I'm sure you've heard speed rounds before. N- nothing too crazy. You don't have to spend too much time thinking about it, but kind of just right off the top of your head. Um, we'll just run through these questions real quick. So the first okay. one, and we've kind of already maybe heard it, but uh, what's your favorite horror movie? A Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Yeah, I like Nightmare on Elm Street too. Um, favorite Halloween type candy? Ooh, I was I was gonna say candy corn just because it's nostalgic, <laughs> but everyone hates it. But honestly, <laughs> it's it the the one that hits me the hardest is bite sized Snickers. Ooh. All right, yeah. The I answer last you. night was not candy, candy corn. corn. <laughs> suck. Everyone hates candy corn. <laughs> so I don't true. mind it. I buy it every year. So soon. <laughs> I'm with you. Like honestly, candy corn is not as bad as people make it out to be. It's not something I go to regularly, but like Oh, you can't have a handful of it. Right. <laughs> right. You, you have one or two. You're like, yeah, Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I, I always I always get shit on because I love what people refer to as terrible candy. I like <laughs> where like, is the original? Well, those, but I, I like like the chalky, like you know, like the dots on paper. Oh, like Love Necos those, or, or whatever the hell. What? Yes, oh, ne- yeah. I um <laughs> even off season, I think I bought like a ten pound bag of candy hearts from Valentine's. Yeah, you did. Yes, okay, you did. Where do I remember you go that. to get this like deep cut candy? <laughs> Amazon, ten pounds of candy hearts. <laughs> you can only Best order it online. Ever. Oh my god, that's uh, amazing. So funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm a fat shit. I was just ordering candy online. <laughs> Can you imagine? You got to give that up for your trick or treaters. You got to just yeah, give up. I'm, 
really <laughs> catch my I might not have been completely sober when I ordered those, but <laughs> those are the best purchases. It arrives, you're like, well, I didn't realize I did this. <laughs> yeah, yep. Like, well, I'm gonna enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Oh man. All right, probably know the answer to this one already, but Michael, Freddie, or Jason? Oh, Freddie. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 been close between him and, and Michael, but Freddie all the way. Yeah, and Freddie's just got he's got the most personality i guess he is the does point. yeah yeah zombies or vampires oh it's weird man i i used to not love zombie movies and then i saw train to busan and obviously i love sean oh, of the so dead good mm-hmm. oh my god train uh, to busan is such a deep like, i don't want to call it a deep cut because we're horror fans but like for those that aren't big horror fans that but like movies occasionally train to busan is so good it's dude. Oh, it's so what, good. The Koreans, Korean know what the fuck you're doing, dude. They are killing it right yeah, now, man. So good. It is so good. I, I can't recommend that movie enough. Yeah. And if you have now well, that I, hmm, I think well, I was just saying if you, I'm, if gonna, you go, have, I'm if, gonna go zombies. Yeah, Mart. Yeah, I mean, I would go vampires, but zombies are summers cool. No, but Train to Busan is such a good movie. And then, like, not to get off topic, but like we're talking Korean horror movies. If you if you have an act, if you have an account to Shutter, The Wailing is phenomenal. But uh, just an aside. Um, I need to check that out. Yeah, it's so good. Such a good movie. Oh, I just uh, saw Nosferatu for the first time. Oh, now I'm torn. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was run it back. Run it back. There's not a lot of vampire movies that I'm obsessed with. You know? know, like a lot of the yeah. times they're, they become sort of like a little corny in movies. They as do. I mean, if you think about it, like when, like to me, like when the when's the last good vampire type movie? It's probably Lost Boys for me. Well, Lost Boys and Thirty oh Days God. a Night. Thirty Days of the Night was okay. Oh, that was a, that was all right, dude. Yes, yeah, great movie. And then, but then, like Zombieland, I really love. They're used in a comedic sense sometimes, but I still love them. Oh, yeah. which so, is good too with um, what we do in the shadows as well. That's love an awesome it. show. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that show. Everyone's telling me I should watch oh, it. Oh, yeah, you have out. to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll, it's, uh, it's about time. I gotta check it out. It was originally a uh, movie from Taika Waititi, the guy that did I love Ragnarok. Taika Yep. So it was originally like a low, not like a low budget, but a very indie New Zealand movie. And they they adapted it. He's one of the producers uh, of the show. But if you can check out either one, they're so funny. Is it like his sense of humor? Oh, yes. It's it has his handprints written all over it. Oh, then I would love it. Okay, cool. I got to do that. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Favorite universal monster. Oh, shoot. I want to go with Dracula because uh, I read that. I think I read a version of the book when I was younger. Um, but I've always been tied to that to that movie somehow. Mm-hmm. And then the last question, which is the hardest question, out of all of the horror heroes in horror movies or, or, or elsewhere, which one would you want to most kick ass with? Oh, <laughs> I mean, as far as fighting alongside, it's got to be Ash, right? I thank yeah. you, thank yeah, you. Finally, thank we got you. one. Thank you. <laughs> the question was specifically designed for someone to say Ash because that's my answer. Oh yeah, like it, I don't. Dude, Ash I is mean, the best. You would learn so much so fast. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. I have such a Bruce Campbell love affair. Like it's unbelievable. Like Ash from <laughs> the Evil Dead is awesome. He's oh, yeah. awesome. Oh I, yeah, thank you, thank you, someone. You are very welcome. Boy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Only took us three tries to, figure, to get the right three, answer. Tries, Who are but... the other ones that you got? So oh, was it? We well, the I thing think, is, is, like the the last two guests like didn't quite understand the question. I think because like last the last one they gave me horror villains. Ah, uh, okay. okay. And then the first one wasn't even a horror hero. I think it, who was it? I forget who who they said it was. No, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say yeah. probably like Iron Man or something like that. But. <laughs> 
I'd have to recheck. That was Ryan from DOA Co. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ryan. I forget what he said, though. I forget his answer. It was a good answer, but it wasn't horror. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I love talking about this stuff, man. Especially even post-holiday, I was missing it. So this is great. <laughs> I know. Definitely, we definitely fill that void. So, you know... Cody, again, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, um, and awesome. like you said, if you ever want to, if you ever want to just get in the horror, horror mood, jump on over, shoot us a message, and we'll, um, we'll, we'll try and link something back up. Oh, I'd love that. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. And guys, everyone that's listening, of course, this is Cody from Set It Off. They're going to be touring soon. They're going to be in Orlando. So all of our Orlando locals get tickets. Go to the show. They're on we'll sale now. Doing. They just dropped last week, I believe it was. So they're playing House of Blues January twenty second. I believe it is. I yes. think so. I don't Jan remember them that well off the top yeah. of my head. But if you, go uh, to I wouldn't expect off, you to. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you go to setitoffband.com, it has all of our dates. You can get tickets, VIP, all of that stuff in one place. Hell yeah. Oh cool. All right, guys. Well, until next time, this is Nick. This is Seamus. And this is Cody. Yeah, we got it. We got <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> the last time I cut off our guest and yes. fucked it all up. This time I got it. Uh, Happy haunts. Happy haunts. And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out. Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.